everybody. We are back with another rousing episode of Short Rest, where I, Rachel Renner, sit down with the entire ODAF cast to discuss all of the events of the last episode arc. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, excited. I can't believe we're already at part four of our our short rest for part four. Yeah. Arc yeah. four was a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> um, after ridding the swamp of the draconic blight known as Palisix, the party found themselves on board the ship of an old friend, Robbie. <clears throat> Looking at Greg right now. <laughs> <laughs> what does Greg have to do with it? It's JR, um, right? Right, Greg? JR? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, Ravi read us our fortunes, some of which were murkier than others. Then, after being jailed for a crime they didn't commit, the party finally made their way to the Gathering Storm, the mysterious group responsible for JR's death, who will also reveal the seven heroes who are to shape the future of Kythar. What the party didn't expect was for the ball to devolve into a ballroom blitz. That was super fun, right? <laughs> a little hectic. Uh-huh. Just a little. Or for half of the good noodles to be named as part of the seven demigods who are about to rise to ascension. But Tana wasn't about to set her chaos loose on the planet and does everything she can to ensure that ascension never happens, only for the arc to end in the most chaotic way possible. <laughs> That was really chaotic. It was, it was the whole arc got away from me. Yeah. Yeah. With that, it is time for questions. Some are from me. Most were sent in by our hero level and higher patrons, and all of them are a total surprise to everyone at this table apart from me. And because short rests are completely unedited, there will definitely be gaffes, giggles, and goofs along the way. So let's dive right in, guys. Let's do yeah. it. Um, our first question, as usual, is from our greater god of chaos. This is for Joey. Um, Joey, what did you actually have planned for when the party was sent to prison? Because I, I seriously doubt that Dergus sneaking out to get Grubhub was part of that plan. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, whenever I plan any kind of scenario, I don't plan the solution to the scenario. I just kind of let you guys figure it out. Um, I just got um, strawberry smoothie all over myself, by the way, carry on. At the, at the time, <laughs> I think you were all like level 10 or something. So high enough level that you had a lot of answers to yeah. escape jail. <laughs> um, I have a follow up to that. Why poisoned salt? Uh, why was it salt? I think just so I could call the episode a grain of salt. <laughs> um, there's okay. There's a lot going on in that episode that won't make sense for a long time. Yeah. Um, so uh, after arc five, I implore everyone to listen back to that episode and certain things will make more sense. Oh, specifically that one where we got arrested? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Huh. On that note, I think it was that episode. I messaged Joey and I actually got one of my theories kind of correct. I yes, think it was that yeah, episode. I think it was. Which you theory were wrong, was that? but you were right. I want to be kind of vague, but well, everyone, if they're listening to this, they should be caught up with all of part four. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I will say this much: I had messaged Joey asking him. Well, I was telling him my theories of why I was seeing Sensei, Jr. was seeing his brother, uh, and. You know, uh, Finian was seeing, I believe it was his mother. Was that who you? No, it was two of the elves. Who That's traveled right. With me right. And, yeah, we're lost. Um, and then I was, I sent like, I think five different theories. And you he told a lot me, of theories. He told me one of them was correct. So, <laughs> well, it was close. I should say it was close. 20% chance of but, being right. Yep. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. We can't talk about that. That's yet. why I was yeah. trying to keep it vague. Oh. I see. But I, I am I'm close. I'm very close to what's going on. I want to discuss this after <laughs> this. Thank you very much. Um, this arc had a lot of reveals, many of which had to do with JR. Yep. Greg. What do you think was the biggest reveal for, for you personally? Um, did you see any of them coming or did they catch you by surprise? I think they all caught me off guard, especially yeah. being an ace mar. Uh -huh. <laughs> I did not I'll do it. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just a human. There were a lot of questions <clears throat> in the Discord about um, Jair's ace mar heritage. Um, what do your wings look like? For example, do they have feathers or scales? They have feathers. Okay. So they're and, like angel wings. Okay. All right. And whose idea, I know the answer to this, but whose idea was it to have that, that backstory? 
Yeah, it was mine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You had no idea, right? Yeah, no idea. No, I had a lot of fun. There were like three episodes in a row where I just kept dropping bombshells on Jr. and Greg. Yeah. So Greg had no idea, and that was a lot of fun. It no, was I, amazing. I, I would remember like we would go home after an episode, you know, and then like Greg and I would be talking, and then Greg would be like, "Dude, so." Why do I have resistance to necrotic? And yeah. uh, I was like, I don't know. I thought that was a your rule. <laughs> Whereas for me, it just went right over my head. I had yeah. no idea that those kind of racial characteristics had anything to do with being a human. I was like, that doesn't make sense. So that's what I was on? thinking. Yeah, yeah. 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 I thought that was something you and Joey had cooked up, but it sounds same. like Joey just said, nope. that's what you're going to be. Joe was just like, oh, yeah, take half damage. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I was like, ah, what was it? I had a rote in the first episode. I was like, oh, yeah, I like ASMR for some reason. And before I even, I just made that up on the spot. That's That's right. I remember that. That's crazy. That's when you know, like the gods of dice are actually like it's in this room with us. It's all coming together. Yeah. Um, last question. This is from the god of blunder buffoonery. Can ASMRs grow mustaches? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, Jr. does. So clearly they do. Hmm. I wonder though how it would change if you were fully ASMR. We need to think about this. Well, actually, I made some models. <laughs> yeah. For my ASMR form and something else. Yeah. And they all have mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Are the mustaches hair or are they tiny little feathers? Oh, I'll release those models uh, when they can become relevant. If they're the feathers, can I look quit. At them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're probably not feathers. That what, would if, look weird. what if you pluck out the feathers and their scales underneath? I think uh, I would prefer the scales. Okay. I really do. I don't know if I could look at someone who looks like there's just a bird sitting on it. <laughs> Maybe you magic markered it, the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> so going back to all the crazy reveals of the fourth arc, I actually want to open this up to everyone at the table. Um, which one surprised you the most? Oh, I can answer this. Yeah, go when for it. When you guys decided to kill three gods instead of <laughs> ascending. Yeah. We, we will talk about that. We will that talk was, about that. That was yeah. our reveal to you, Joey. Yeah. Our gift. Thanks. Yeah. Sarah, what about you? I think it was uh, actually Greg being an ASMR because yeah. I kept thinking, oh, he's he's clearly a dragon because a lot of the times in a lot of mythology, you know, or dragons have some level of shape shifting. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting here. He's got scales. He breathes lightning. Yep. He's obviously a dragon. Yeah. And so when he became an ASMR, I kept saying like in a lot of the takes dragon like, oh, yeah, JR's a dragon. I'm like, oh, crap, we got to do this take again because I keep saying dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, for me. The part of the story that shocked me the most was the fact that we were meant to become demigods. You know, like that's like talk about a twist that you don't see coming, right? I mean, Tana, Mo, and Heen are all part of the seven, and uh, Jr. was revealed to be the blue sun. That was really cool. That I was. Feel, the the sapphire that was good because yeah. we imme- yeah. we all just thought that was the blue, blue sun. sun, right? Right. So that was I thought that was a lot of good. people in world thought that was. Relevant to the blue sun. Most people didn't realize it was a person. It was Hmm. beautiful. It was beautiful. So yeah, the blue sun is actually Jr. the one who is fated to bring the seven together. Um, Aaron, how do you think Finian feels about not being one of the seven? He probably feels like he dodged a bullet. uh, (laughs) That's fair. Finian doesn't want that. He's already got enough responsibility as it is. He just wanted to, you know, be a mushroom scientist. So, (laughs) a mushroom scientist, a mycologist. But I don't know that they would call it that in Mercy. Anyway, um, no, I think yeah, he would just be a scientist. He would just be a scientist. (laughs) (laughs) I think Finian's pretty okay with not being part of the Seven. It sounds like a shouldering a lot of responsibility. He probably doesn't want. Yeah, poor Mo. <laughs> I mean, on that note, if I, I'm just going to jump in real quick with mine that shocked me the most. Yeah. I was not expecting half of us to be in the seven. Right. Oh, that's yeah, good. That right. was a, that, that it was caught a me great off. twist. Because like there, I can usually catch some of Joey's stuff. Like, for example, because I just like to brag. Yeah. But something I did get right was uh, I was telling Joey that I suspected. Now, I thought it was going to be the big bad, but I was close. Uh, I suspected there would be a villain that was going to try and make the world turn. I think I told you that in like the first three episodes. No, or it was a long really time ago. Early that's wow, nuts. that's incredible. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and it was, hey, it was Mardani. So I was close. I thought it was going to be the big bad, though. You can totally brag about that. That's, that's pretty <laughs> bragworthy. Um, Aaron, going back to Finian for a second, do you have any yeah. guesses for what it means for him to be called the Key of Keys? Am I getting that right, Joey? The Key of Keys. The Key of Keys, yeah. What are you, any thoughts? Much like Finian. I have decided that it's best just to stick my head in the sand and not try to guess what's going to happen next. Yeah. So I think Finian just sort of takes, he just, you know, pops another one of his favorite mushrooms and just sort of is like, you know, tunes out life as much as he can and just enjoys the pretty colors. That's nice. I like that. (laughs) Okay. Um, So our greater God of chaos and God of comedy have some questions for soul render. Uh, Namely, (laughs) (laughs) namely, what was soul renders reaction to being hailed a demigod? And also, will you be getting a new body? Uh, Greg and Joey, either one of you, feel free to take it away. What was Soul Render's reaction to yeah. stab it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and will he be getting a new body, or is he just going to be a giant sword stomping <laughs> around the planet? My, my guess for what he's thinking is something like, "Rather than ascend, I standeth with the noodles. <laughs> I, at each moment, knoweth the only path forward was murder." I imagine he's pretty excited to kill seven demigods. Yeah, Yeah. that seems right up his alley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, If he were to ascend, I assume he would get a normal demigod body. Would he be the goblin? He would, yeah, right. Right? Right, because the the sword isn't his original body. No. You don't know what happened, but his soul was shoved into that at some point in the past. It's a phylactery, essentially. Maybe. Or something. Something. Hmm. Anything you want to add, Greg? No. Okay. <laughs> I think the sword's so part of his personality at this point, though, that even if he gets a full body, he might have a sword yeah. as part of his body. Yeah, I imagine so. I'm imagining just him walking around with like his arms and legs like really stiff because he just doesn't know how to have limbs he's, anymore. He's just going to be a sword with legs and arms. <laughs> <laughs> like a stick figure. Yeah. Stab at you. Um, so he's pointy headed. As you may or may not remember, um, Tana raised the rather ridiculous notion that it would be easier to kill the remaining three demigods rather than ascend. Here, here. <laughs> easier is a yeah. Uh, not the word I would use. I, I am saying this is Rachel. I I was surprised to find that most of the party was nodding thoughtfully at that. <laughs> um, but not our DM and not Nolan. Yeah. Um. Nolan, why do you think Mo was so like vehemently opposed to the oh. idea? And yeah. second part, do you see him eventually coming to terms with a decision, or do you think this is going to cause a permanent rift in the party? That's tough. So I think why it bothered Mo so much is because he finally was given something to be proud of. Yeah. And he just. Instead of actually considering just for even a moment, like, hey, my life actually is meaning I can make a difference in this world. And I'm not saying that killing the the remaining demigods won't. Yeah. But there was a path laid out before him. And in, instead of even considering it, he just went along with his friends. Yeah. And then the first thing they did was almost get one of the seven killed. Well, actually, there's a few of us that almost died. And yeah. who knows what the repercussions of that are. Yeah. Because if if one of the seven die, I think the whole thing is over. But I don't know. I'm just guessing. So that has been like weighing heavy on Mo. And then he would have been able to be a hero for the first time ever. Well, this he would have been giant able to be demigod. Right. Of who he is. And yeah. his parents would actually matter if that makes sense like they brought a demigod into this world and but instead mo picked a selfish path again and we don't know we don't know how that's gonna end so i I don't know and then on top of that we hit all these boiling points in the (laughs) volcano yeah so it was just yeah we're gonna talk about that later (laughs) just just heads up so the answer to is it gonna be a permanent riff i don't know I don't know. I know I'll be your guys' friends forever, but I don't know what I'm thinking. I don't. I, to, to play the devil's advocate, and you know, I really am. I'm trying to get distance from Tana, right? Mm-hmm. I do feel like it would have maybe been selfish to become a demigod, right? There's power. There's fame. You know, we could have, like, basically molded the earth in our hands. So, like, that to me seems selfish. Hopefully, Mo 
can come to grips yeah. with that. Not just selfish, but also very egotistical. Yeah, right? right? And yeah. would Mo have actually felt that he earned that? Because you're saying he'd be proud of being a demigod and whatnot, but he didn't really earn it. Well, it oh, was interesting. It was more of the sense of there was a duty there. There was a, I mean, like we spent time with these people. And like, for example, Kavis has been nothing but kind to us. Yeah. And we kind of just spat in his face. And I mean, like that kind of him in the stomach. Yeah. 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 So I, I, there's like, I think he's feeling like a whole mixture of emotions here. And I guess depending on how the group talks about it is going to dictate what Mo does. I think the first episode of the fifth arc is going to be crucial. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be insane. The listeners probably already know what happens since they'll be listening to it before this. Well, I'm glad they know because I don't. (laughs) Message me in Discord. Tell me, what does Mo do so I can make my mind up? I can't message you. This will already be too far in the future. Are we caught in a time loop? We are. (laughs) Maybe. Future patrons, please tell us today what we need to do. Sarek, what would Wendy the Chronomancer have to say about that? Uh, probably Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> you said time loop, and my brain immediately went, "Damn it, Joey!" Because <laughs> yeah. he plays a, He used to play a time age. Oh, I love time stuff. But I I'm, love not gonna, I'm not going to get into stuff. time stuff. You know, that's a question I'll bring up then. So Joey is like all about b- the color blue, wizards, <laughs> and time. And yet we have seen we've seen the color blue, but we haven't seen significant wizards. Eh, I guess we've seen some, but not time. Why? Why no time? <sighs> I hate that you're asking me this right before the episode we're recording after this. Oh, Ooh, okay. Then maybe I shouldn't have asked that. Uh, there, there may or may not be a bit of time stuff about Welcome that. Welcome to the conspiracy. That's very cool. <laughs> I uh, I um, am working on something that uses time, but in a very weird kind of like necromancy way. So Joey will get random phone calls from me where I'm like, "Let's talk about dead people." I love Damn it. Damn it, yeah. Finian. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. A um, campaign okay. that's based around time is a nightmare. <gasps> that would be hard. Oh, I'm doing it right now. Yeah. I know how it is. Are you dumb? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so to actually answer your question, Sarek, it's because I see the pain that Greg endures during this. <laughs> the pain you created. <laughs> it may or may not have been my fault in his campaign, to be fair. But I don't want to put myself, the party, and our listeners through that. Ah. So I avoid too much time That sounds stuff. hard. That sounds really hard. Like you're hurting cats, but now in multiple time periods. That sounds crazy. Um, so, all right. This was kind of funny. Over in the Discord, um, Andre and I were talking, you know, our god of blunder and buffoonery, and he was like, which moment in the campaign had the biggest impact on the story itself? And then that episode Uh, came out. So he was sort of like, I think I have my answer, but Joey, you want to just, like, confirm? I think it's that, right? Like, (laughs) can you guys think of anything else? Oh, easily. Episode one. If we hadn't been on thought, none of this would happen. Sorry, I had to be that guy. Yeah. 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 I'm sure, sure there are other things. I mean, you guys surprised me constantly, but that one was a big one. Yeah, we were supposed to become demigods. Right. And, and that has reshaped a lot. Uh, like Mardani, for example, was not supposed to show up yet. But someone, I think it might have been Mo, was like, let's go to Mount Orem and figure that out. I was like, okay. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that too. Um, Andre had a comment. It was a really nice comment um, and a follow-up question for you, Sarek. Um, he said, quote, he always surprises me, Keen, that is, always surprises me with the things he's capable of, but then I honestly know nothing, know almost nothing about Gith, um, and he always finds really creative ways to use his powers. Well, thank you. Yeah, I know, and I agree. I agree. Heen is a really cool character. Um, so how many more tricks does Heen have up his sleeve? Well, I mean, the first answer to that is, do you actually want to know? Yes. Because I think that's part of the, that's part of the fun. Um, I am sticking as close to the actual rule set as I can, but because of the confines of, you know, the podcast and making this interesting and Joey and I kind of sometimes fudge the rules a little bit to make it work. Because if you have telepathy, it would make a lot of sense that you can, you know, share your thoughts and your feelings and stuff. And there are specific rules, but they'll like, you can only share images and you can only share um, like specific words. And so Joey and I like for that example, kind of bent the rule a little bit. So how many questions do I have? How many or tricks do I have left up my sleeve? None. You've seen everything. (laughs) You know, I think rules wise, you've seen everything that I have currently. I think it's 
really just going to come down to the application. And some of that's me discovering it as I go through, because even though I've played this class before, pretty similar class, but not exactly the same, I'm still discovering stuff about it. So I, I, I love this class. I love it too. I, you know what I just realized? Joey, in what? Tears of the Kingdom, right? <laughs> yeah. You have the one power where you can like build stuff yeah. out like just using Zonite and it's purple glowing. I love that. Hmm. Maybe they have some gith who are doing Isn't it. Isn't it green glowing? No, when you first build it, it looks purple. Huh. Yeah. Well, should we build Nintendo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were first, Nintendo. <laughs> I, I do think there's a parallel there, which is both are very simple, both yeah. gith or scions and that ability yeah. and Tears of the Kingdom, but they're so complicated in their application that there's a lot of flexibility. You have to be careful when you make a character like that. Like you were just saying, like for example, if you have a character who can always tell when someone's lying as an author, as a writer, that's hard. You end up writing yourself into a corner all the time. So I, I think it's better that you guys fudge the we, rules we, on that. Yeah. It makes for a better story. Mechanically, I do play a nerfed version, uh, especially early on, that, those first couple of arcs when Heen wasn't really wanting to go full bear into what he had. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the telepathy, for those of you who have played with a telepathic character or message or anything like that in your campaigns, you know that in reality, that solves all problems if you have like 30 seconds. It solves like almost every social issue. Yeah. And that's just kind of not fun. So it's kind of fun to use it as sparingly as possible. Yeah. Right. It right. helps that he's conscientious about it and actually doesn't like invading people's Yeah, that was, that was definitely the in-game lore I had to give to why I wasn't just message, yeah. message, message. <laughs> <laughs> so while we're on the subject of Heen... Now that Sean is no longer... Rip. <laughs> our greater god of chaos. And I think everybody else uh we want to know like could you explain to us like you what and take who this? Yeah, you take he it. actually was yeah and then also how he came to be co-living in your brain i think we discussed this a little bit in little a bit. previous short rest mm -hmm. um it was like episode six or something where he decided to reach out telepathically to the finger of elgith um and so as a consequence of that, I had him roll on Tana's chaos table. Yeah. Wow. And the result he got, uh, I don't remember the exact wording, but it was something like, you have an imaginary friend who is absolutely real to you. <laughs> but because Heen is a scion, his imagination fuels his power. And so Sean was kind hmm. of gaining a sentience oh. of his own, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You There's guys didn't a... explain it like that quite before. That's right. really interesting. We we had no idea where Sean was going to ultimately end up going. He <laughs> could still be around if he hadn't died. So I was hoping to reveal that slowly over time, and he might even start manifesting constantly um, with us if he was still alive now. Uh, one of the instances that he was actually manifesting was when we were in the... Um, uh, the Baron's house during the Mo arc, and I'm holding the door against the the monks who are trying to break in, and I have uh, Sean actually go over and reach an object. I don't remember yeah. what it, I think it was an ottoman or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Sean brings me the ottoman. So rules wise, that's called unseen servant. That's one of the early on Gith projection things. But I was always like, this doesn't fit Heen's character. But once Sean showed up in the picture, I'm like, oh, this is perfect for him. Nice. That's so, really cool. So it was one of those weird things that just wasn't planned and happened, and then we just kind of rolled with it. That was it. beautiful. That's really cool. Um, speaking of odd friendships, Greg, yeah. did did <laughs> you know that um, Jar's dragon patron would be leaving him or that Jar would be inheriting his powers, or did that all come as a surprise? Nope. It was all a surprise. <laughs> Instantly met him and then, bye. Hey, good job. Bye. What yeah, a, I thought he was going to be more in. I, but. I did too. Yeah. Well, then I guess this question is both for you and Joey. So what exactly do those powers mean for JR now and moving forward? Well, I, I think Strymere left them, and I think it was, he even said it himself, in a sort of trust fund for JR. <laughs> right. Um, so so that, that means that there are powers that we don't Right, know. That, that JR has yet to access. Mm -hmm. Do you know uh, about any of those, Greg? Or is this just... Do, 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 do? <laughs> well, I know the class, so okay. I do know what's going on. That's cool. And I know the eventual endgame. I'm excited for that. Yeah, you want to talk a little bit about this... Uh, future seeing stuff. <laughs> I can see the future. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do we get any more insight into that? Or um, maybe you've already given insight and I was just, you know, spacing out like I, I uh, very do infrequently do. Like, what it, I don't know. I don't know. Joey explained what it's like rule wise. I don't know what else you want, like how it happens, I guess. I yeah. guess since it's long rest, it would be like he sees a dream oh. and then deja vu's it and like, oh, wait. If uh, Finian stands a little to the left, he'll dodge that rock. And you roll dice for that? Yeah. So I roll two dice, and then those I can add those two dice to any rolls. That's really cool. He can replace the roll with yeah. what he those, saw. Those yeah. Dice. Oh, the deja vu angle is a really good way to mm -hmm. do that. Then you don't have to try and play on what you see. That'd be yeah. really strange. Yeah, I like that. So okay. just kind of like, oh, wait, shit, I, I know what's about to happen. I love that. I think that's really cool. It's actually one of my favorite things about your character now. When I don't want to throttle him for <laughs> constantly be like, oh, I've seen this. <laughs> Let's talk about fruit. <laughs> As I take a sip from my strawberry smoothie. Uh, Mo, Heen, and JR all had fruit, right? Mo, Heen, and Tana. Yeah, the, the yeah. three of us did. Oh, the, the three who were well, part I, of this. I, I got disintegrated. I haven't had my fruit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so remind us again what those fruits did for you. Poor Sarek is like, uh. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can start. Now, if you're going to ask me, was my fruit, was it a banana? What was my fruit? I think it was a banana, yeah. Yeah, I think. I don't remember. Sorry. I know, I know patrons made it, so I apologize that I forgot. But... Um, mine allowed me to breathe in any condition, which has been shockingly <laughs> useful. Oh, uh, helpful. S yeah, Good it, it's been incredible. We wouldn't have gotten to Mardani without that. I no, think. Yeah. no. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, I, I think the whole theme was like just adaptability. So I can thrive under any, I guess, condition basically. Right. And the other part is you can react to gain resistance to a damage type. That's right. I as done as that your yet. body yeah. is reacting. How long does that last? Uh, 10 minutes, I think. Yeah. So, but I think wow. I can use it once per long rest, right? No, you burn key. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I have it written you down. That's super OP. I, I do have it written down, Joey. I All promise. Right. I know I sometimes don't, but I did write that one down. <laughs> what about Fahim? I'm pretty sure it was a pineapple. Yeah. Because yeah. yep. Heen was like spiky on the outside, but sweet on the inside maybe or something like that. Um, yeah, I remember the fruit fit really well. So sorry if it's not a pineapple. It was a pineapple. Okay, cool. Um, so the biggest key part of this from a playing standpoint is definitely the fact I can't lie now. He mm -hmm. hasn't been like the deceiver type ever before, but this really puts a major hamper. However, the rest of the upsides are pretty substantial. So, I mean, it's still definitely a net positive. Plus, I mean, at the very least, I leveled up twice. Your expertise has come into play like a lot. Yeah, precisely. Times. So it's been amazing. I have expertise in, oh gosh, let me pull up my character sheet here because otherwise I'm going to tell you all wrong. Uh, history, insight, religion, and arcana. Wow. Damn. And so, yeah, I have a plus 13 in several uh, different Ooh. things now. What are you, a bard? Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't normally play characters like that, so having such a huge skill bonus in something is crazy. And the way I've kind of personified this since Joey said this is, you know, you reconnecting with the ancestral gith is I've kind of viewed each of these expertises as I have a fragment of memory of another gith in my head. So I think I've brought up the geologist before um, when we were in the volcano, and so I kind of view her as the history type uh, character who's so helping me. So basically, Heen has like dissociative identity disorder at this point. You've got a bunch of gith living in your head. I don't know if that would really be <laughs> did for a gith because I think that'd just be pretty normal, especially when the gith back in the day were all just an actual hive mind. Hey, you'll never get lonely. <laughs> yeah, there Maybe you go. you're accessing oh, the hive Oh, I am mind. now without Sean. <laughs> yeah. what, what'd you say, Greg, sorry? Maybe you're accessing the hive mind. Possibly. I mean, Joey like hasn't really Venom told me. When he was like, let me show you the universe. <laughs> Pretty sweet. I think, that's a, I think that's a good theory. Accessing yeah. the ghost of the hive mind, which is even weirder. Ooh, that's kind of cooler, too, knowledge. though. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, now that's going to have some identity weirdness going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so poor JR, man. He's the blue sun. He had to die for everything. You know, <laughs> like their whole cults that are kind of based, yeah. you know, using him. And he didn't get a fruit. Uh, What's right. up with that? I got disintegrated. Yeah. <laughs> the, the fruit were cultivated specifically for the seven. Mm -hmm. You guys never asked about the origin of the fruit, but there's a specific. Uh, would you like to tell us the origin of the fruit? <sighs> That's um, a big sigh. I don't know. I, uh, 
because you haven't pursued it, I'm not going to tell you because it it will likely come up. Obviously, you haven't seen the last of the Gathering Storm. Yeah. They're not like, oh, okay, they left. We're, we'll just go away now. They put their two-week notice in. So. <laughs> well, then, I think the person who really should be feeling sad is probably Finian. You didn't get any fruit. Nope. Or yeah. disintegrated. Or disintegrated. <laughs> if, if Finian could have any fruit that we could somehow bribe the DM into giving you... What would you want in that fruit? Isn't it obvious? Uh, mushrooms? Yeah, I mean, mushrooms are the fruiting bodies of fungus. Oh, okay. So just more more mushrooms? A really big, tasty mushroom. Oh, <laughs> like toasted on a stick? Sure. It doesn't even do anything. It's yeah. just a mushroom. It's just a big, juicy, portobello mushroom. For Aaron and our listeners, uh, I have not forgotten about Finian. Um, he won't get a fruit. But he has all their stuff. Hey, he's the key of keys. He's the key Something of the key is going keys. on. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that means. Could he eat like a big Mario mushroom and get bigger? <laughs> I mean, Finian's like kind of picked up this new skill, power, whatever you call it, which is pretty remarkable. Yeah, until he right? tried leeching chaos from Tana. Yeah, that that didn't mis- work out so yeah, well. That was a mistake. Mistake. <laughs> I don't know. It worked out pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Didn't like everybody drop. <laughs> he, uh, he stuck his finger in the light socket, that guy. Yeah. That's a that's an apt that's an apt comparison. Um, Hairs on in, blackened face. You know, like that. The patrons did want to know uh, why Tana didn't eat the pomegranate she was given. I think we touched on this a little bit, but I think um, Tana at that point in the story was like, "I'm terrifying. My my chaos is bad enough. The last thing I want to do is add, you know, any more strength or powers or a way to channel that further." So, um, but you know, now that we've broken reality. <laughs> and and the cave is like melting we. away. <laughs> you ke- I'm sorry, yeah, I don't we. mean to interrupt. It's you not keep a group using project. We. Tana broke reality. <laughs> yeah, this isn't like a group project we in school. We all would have died, right? I mean, jo- Joey, wouldn't you say that maybe not? Well, no, because I would have died too. Wouldn't we all be dead? I was dead? actually really scared. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh shit. I, am I killing everyone here? This so, is So Nolan, what I think you mean to say is Thank you, Rachel, for preventing a TPK. Did we maybe lose some of us in the process? None of us know yet. That's true. <laughs> but That's true. it could have been worse. In that context, I'd like to make an analogy. It's like we all showed up for the uh, you know school science project yeah. as a group. And the four of us showed up with paper mache and vinegar and baking soda, you know, some paint. We're going to make our little volcano. <laughs> And Tana showed up with uranium. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I can. Okay, speaking of tiefling, our greater god of chaos wants to know who secretly got a mountain boner from the blood rushing to their dinghy while going up Mount Orem. Oh, it wasn't the mountain. (laughs) 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 Nor nor was it a secret. (laughs) I I can see that none of you are going to fess up. That's fine. Look, look, I'll be honest. I... I just, I don't think Mo did because A, I didn't even know that was real. I really didn't. Like, mm-hmm. I hike and I could tell you that's you never happened. You know what? Happened. Don't metagame. Don't metagame. All right, you Mo was just have... full on rage. <laughs> Is that what you want to hear? Is that why he was so angry? <laughs> he had a great yeah. amount of chaos. Is I that love, what you want to hear? That Mo was like, I've never that's heard why, of this. That's why he had an extra attack or two. <laughs> I don't think he was all angry. All the blood was somewhere else. He was just so mad. <laughs> it was his flesh weapon. Wow. He has five limbs instead of four. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Is that what you wanted to hear? <laughs> no. Our patrons are happy. Oh, yeah. Ah, Mount Orem, a volcanic wasteland of short attention spans and a proclivity for chaos. The question that I'm about to ask is for everyone else at the table. After meeting all of the other tiefling, how have your opinions of Tana changed? She has downright repressed that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she is like a cold, dead fish. She's got it like all buttoned up compared to the tieflings. Well, yeah, she does wear a cloak all of that buttons all the way up her neck. Right, yeah. like the rest of the tieflings are all just letting it all hang out. They're just doing whatever they want with whoever True. they want, when they, whatever they want. And Tana's like, fuck that. You must have spent a lot of time with your mom because you turned out nothing like the rest of the tieflings or either that or you just lost all memory of the place when you left and just integrated into normal society. I think um I think Tana knew exactly who she didn't want to be growing up and saw all of those things that she 
she didn't like, she didn't respect, and just spent as much time as she could trying to do the opposite. It must be really hard for Tana to like counter her own innate nature yeah. all the time. Yeah. Maybe that's why the chaos is so unrelentingly strong in her. Maybe. It just wants, it's like seeping out. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I think sometimes personality can persevere over nurture, you know? So, um, but yeah, I just, there have been so many comments like, Tana's so impatient. Tana gets so grumpy. And then you go to Mount Orm and you're like, oh no, she's delightful, actually. <laughs> For a tiefling. Hey. <laughs> you imagine if instead of Tana on your team, you had Zarf. That was your fifth party. <laughs> Zarf would be Zarf would have been long gone yeah. by now. <laughs> I think Mo would have died three times. <laughs> Whatever Zarf is doing, I guess I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a question for me, which was um, what was my reaction when I found out that Tana had a twin brother? Um, and and I I was shocked. I was I was definitely shocked. I I kind of suspected I had a brother, but um I always imagined him to be much younger. That's right? And and whenever we had like those flashbacks in my mind, he was much younger. But it also makes sense because Tana was remembering this from when she was very young. So she mm -hmm. saw him the age he was in those memories. She just didn't realize that she was the same age. He was also a very frail little boy. I mean, he was not healthy. Yeah. Do you think that that had anything to do with like sort of the shared like dyad power oh, that 100%, we had. yeah. Yeah, so why, why would he be frail and sickly and Tana thrived from it? I think when the two of you were born, Tana ended up with most of the power hmm. that was shared between the two of you kind of leached off of him. Oh God, and so, that's so sad. He, he, was, he wasn't very, yeah, he, yeah. he wasn't in a good place. Mm. Poor guy. Um. Okay, guys, take a deep breath. Just, you know, like, let it out for a minute. But, um, yeah, Nolan, Sarek, Greg, Aaron. Uh-oh, I know where this is going. Oh, no. Do you guys want to take a minute to talk about that episode? Or should we do that in a safe space with a therapist? <laughs> Actually, hang on, hang on. I don't <clears> think we should have killed episode? that real man. I'm pulling out my glasses and a notepad. I will be your therapist, Okay. <laughs> How did that episode make you feel? Is it bad if if I yeah, thought that episode, episode was, was oh, great? Oh, you guys were like like well, tearing it. Are you asking Nolan horrible. or are you asking Mo? Because Nolan thought that episode was incredible. Because mm -hmm. like the way I see it, it was like the perfect setting for all of the characters' frustrations that they either want to like. You know when you've been around people like a specific group of people for so long they have mm -hmm. certain things that will just like passively aggressively like annoy you not intentionally or anything yeah. but like i feel like just that setting and then our, the dice were really dictating it because we were rolling so low it, it was it like was amazing yeah i think it was just like okay well every frustration i've had with heen i'm dropping it on the <laughs> table right now everything yeah. that jr has like done i'm throwing it you know what i mean yeah. and it's just because we kept rolling so low it's like me personally, Nolan, the player, I was like, oh, this is just perfect for role playing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mo was like pissed. Like, I, yeah. I don't think I, I didn't know Mo could get that mad. I, I kind of like from a metagame perspective, I like the idea that, you know, they say if if temperatures are hotter, people have a shorter fuse in general, like humans. Yeah. yeah. And I like to think like we're in the bowels of this volcano and it's hot and we're stressed and we're just like, not accomplishing what we wanted to do. And it just made total sense that we all just sort of unleash on each other in the middle of this nonsense, right? Right. Perfect. Yeah. My, my yeah. jaw was wide open that yeah. whole episode. Yeah. yeah. That one said I had to yell at Mo. I, so I yelled at him. You yeah. <laughs> hot, Greg. Yeah. I felt so bad for Mo. But it was, I mean, it was perfect, it though, because he, he wasn't even wrong. It's like, here we are at this crucial moment where just fucking focus Mo and then there's a guy selling magic items and where does Mo go <laughs> I just I loved it it was such a good episode one of the most endearing parts of that episode for me because I went back and I had the joy of listening to it right, right? Uh, that was so much fun was actually Heen who was just sort of like do 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 yeah, oh, Heen seemed we to be were like totally out to lunch just like in game we were fuming and then and then Heen showed up like I think he was like commenting on the beauty of the game. It was like, hey, it was like 
chaotic yet organized. Yeah. Oh, we were dying laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there the whole time. Like I was actually a little annoyed as a player because it's like, how many times do we have to go through this whole no trust thing? And yeah. I'm thinking, you know what? He would probably be feeling either that or just completely like, what? We're, we're on a mission. We're doing stuff. Things are going to yeah. be tense, but we got to do this. Yeah. Right. So it was one of those like, you know, I'm going to lean into that angle since everyone else is uh, he, really he upset. Kind of came across as an absent-minded professor, but it really it was so endearing. It, it really was. To me, he came across as just very earnest. He just, yeah. he was... I think he had a comment about um like he was like, Oh, are we taking a break? Hey guys, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Isn't it cool here? <laughs> I think you also get used to a level of tension when you have those types of people in your life and Heen's, yeah. Heen's entire backstory would have a lot of tension in it and oh, we've, yeah, we've sure. had all this stuff hash up before, so yeah. I think in his mind a lot of it's kind of already resolved. Not to yeah. mention he is not used to working with people like yeah. up until he died working with people was not his thing true because it was a very early life and then just like the very end section of his life that he was really working with people and even then not to this level yeah yeah well it was an awesome episode it from a storytelling perspective i mean it really was just perfect it's awesome that the dice kind of dictated that because i think it's where we needed to go the dice no they the always dice, no. know yeah yeah um this is actually my last arc specific question it's for joey uh now that mardani is dead how will that impact the future of mount orum oh god <laughs> oh i know they're gonna have fair and balanced elections yeah yeah it's now a perfect democracy you find uh, out that she was putting like you know amphetamines in the water and suddenly they all calm down and just <laughs> get kind of boring not only is their leader gone but the volcano erupted uh, oh yeah. yeah so mount orem will be a different place uh i it will be a very different place. Will we get to see it again in the future, you think? That's not up to me. That's up oh, to you guys. Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to throw... We're going to have to see... There's going to be a, a lot less tiefling, aren't there? Like, that probably killed off, I would imagine... Now! 90% With all the fun they have, them? they'll reproduce real fast. <laughs> okay, you got me there. <laughs> Luckily, not all of the tiefling are on that main... Mount Orem Island. Oh, there's multiple islands. There, uh, if you look at the map, there are like five or six okay. islands of okay, volcanoes. Okay. Mount and Orem is the main big one. We've got fire resistance. They're fine. My people Permanent are fine. Lava. <laughs> whenever They're there's fine. a whenever there's a powerful dictator, <laughs> right? there's always somebody waiting uh, in the wings to take their place. Zarf. Zarf with an iron fist. <laughs> I was going to say Durgus, but okay, Zarf works too. Oh, yeah, we did leave Durgus there, so. No, we didn't no he didn't. Durgus he was there. on the boat. He's on, on the, the boat. boat outside. And then he yeah. hops out, oh has gosh. his reign of terror and for a couple thousand the, years. Is that the next episode of, of Durgus and Friends? Yeah. <laughs> Could I summon him to another plane of reality? Oh my gosh, Kit is going to be his like personal assassin. <laughs> oh, Ooh, I like that storyline. Let's talk, Aaron, okay? Yeah, I All like right. it too. I have, a, I have a handful of general questions, so I'm just going to do this open forum. You guys feel free to answer how you want. Um, our greater god of mischief. This may have been asked before. Neither here I could remember. But Greg, is JR a JoJo Bizarre Adventure reference? Yes. Did And, and follow-up <laughs> yeah. question from me. What is JoJo Bizarre Adventure? <laughs> oh, you have to watch it. One of the best animes it. ever. You just yeah. have to appreciate it. Kay. It gets weird. Okay. Your face got really scrunched up when it you gets said that. Weird. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep, it was uh, JoJo. They're JoJo. Jo, no, it was Jonathan. They're JoJo Star. Is the JoJo. Oh, okay. All right. Well, and I'm JR Randstar. It's a name that's passed on. And he's the perfect gentleman. Yep. There yeah. you go. Greater God of Mischief. That's your answer. Uh, Greater God of Chaos has a question for everyone at the table. If this podcast blows up and becomes real big, uh, would like you consider? I, me too, right? Would you consider leaving your job to be a full time podcaster? I don't even think I need no, to no ask hesitation. you guys. That. Yeah. That's, that's the dream. Uh -huh. I love it. Yeah. Well, our God of Comedy wanted to know if it does blow up, would we consider recording it critical role style with maps and minis and all that good stuff? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. My, to, right? my yeah. answer yeah. to that is if we're making enough money, I'll, we'll do whatever the hell you guys want. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dude, I will literally, if we're making enough money and you guys want me to have a one chip 
like for breakfast every morning. If I, <laughs> I'll do it. Like if if we have like if we made enough money and had enough fans and everything that we had like a studio. Yeah. And like I could focus on this and like just entertaining everyone. Yeah. I'd do it. Easy. Uh, the amount of content would be through the roof too. Because yeah. we'd all be oh like, well, God, we gotta yeah. do all this stuff mm-hmm. now. Yep. So you guys heard it here. When we start making five figures each a month, uh, <laughs> if they want, if they want, Nolan, there's a caveat. No one will it. be eating <laughs> a two million Scoville chip every day for breakfast. We if will not be editing this out. This is there for perpetuity. <laughs> we need uh, tummy issues. We, yeah. <laughs> we need probably three or four more patrons before we get to that. Point. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're almost there. Four yeah. <laughs> or sponsorship. Yeah. Right. Ooh. Red Robin, anyone? <laughs> okay, um, our god of blunder buffoonery wants to know. I didn't ask this last couple of short rests. I'm sorry, Andre. He really wants to know what everyone's favorite book is. So, yeah. Ooh, I have to think about that. Well, I have no, I have no hesitation to answer. Go ahead. I've always and always will love The Lord of the Rings. I know. Nice. Yeah. Which one? The Cimmerillion. Really? I'm kidding. (laughs) Did I say it right? Yeah, I think so. Which book of the three? Obviously, the Fellowship of the Ring. I mean, it's got a hundred and something pages dedicated to hobbits. Yeah. 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 Uh, I get. Wow. I I guess my favorite book is probably The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. Mm Yeah. Joey beat me to it. Is is that yours? Yep. It's Absolutely. really good. It might be actually my favorite might be the sequel, Words of Radiance, but it's it's one of those two. I think The Way of Kings was more for me because I hadn't really been introduced to fantasy at that level or like that style before. Mm-hmm. And I think I just heard Joey and some of our other friends talking about it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe I just need to see what this is about. And I remember thinking quarterway through, I'm like, holy crap, this is so slow. Yeah. But then by the time it gets to the end, I'm just like, oh my God, this is the way you write. Yeah. <laughs> Not this episode, because it would go on a long time, but I've got a soapbox about Brandon Sanderson. So we'll I, talk about it one day. I, nice. I hear you. We'll talk about it. We'll I talk would, about it. Yeah. I would say my all-time favorite, hands down, no question, is uh, Into the Wild. I don't know if you guys have ever yeah. read that book. Yeah. Oh, that's about the guy who that goes book, in the wild. Right? I'm not even going to... like. It, he gets that, in a plane wreck, right? And he's in Alaska no, or I think that's, something that's else. That's Hatchet, isn't it? Hatchet, I think that's Hatchet. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, Into the Wild is based off of... Uh, I cannot it's think Chris of his real name. I think. Yeah, but he changed his name to Alex Supertramp. And then <laughs> I think it was like his code name or whatever. Right. But then he just spent like right out. He dropped out of college. He donated all of his wealth to uh, charities. And then he just lived traveling on the road. And then he uh, he ended up in Alaska where he unfortunately died. But like it's I was, a real story. By it the is way. a real story. Yeah. And wow. that book had me so inspired. I'm not even joking. I was like, I kind of want to do a trip like that at some point in my but life. Not yeah. die, is that right? still the dream? I don't know. I No, because like. The more you think about it, I, I don't want to go morbid, but like that'd be really sad being alone out there all that time, I think. Yeah. So the new dream is to play D and D professionally. That is a very big dream. <laughs> and the have the one chip challenge every day for breakfast. That's <laughs> part of the dream, I guess. <laughs> I, I think the trick would be it's one thing to be alone, it's another thing to suffer loneliness. Yeah, yeah and, true, and that true, sort of, true. That sort of person that's sort of really on the outside of really any corner of our culture would be very challenging yeah, yeah. in the but long I, run i mean like to me that that man is just an absolute hero because he said this is my dream and he literally abandoned everything to do his dream i mean like that's why that book was phenomenal to me was that a john krakauer mm-hmm. book yeah yep okay. i really like uh michael Crichton, jurassic park i really love that book it's a good book uh also another one he wrote timeline really mm-hmm. good if you ever want to yeah good sci-fi book Sweet. The only, the only, my only issue with him is he gets a little too into the science sometimes, and it's like, okay, I don't even know that much about genetic engineering. <laughs> <laughs> a little piece of trivia about Michael Crichton that relates to me personally. So he was an obstetrician um, by training, and he worked at the same hospital where I was born. Whoa! At the same time period when I was born. How about Were that? you delivered by Michael Crichton? <laughs> Very unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's like your mom would have remembered. From yeah. here on out, I'm going to imagine your birth was this little egg. He likes to be there for everyone. <laughs> uh, as a fantasy author, I cannot give you one 
book that I love, but I, I really enjoyed uh, Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. That, if only he would finish the series. I, right? He won't, and it's yeah. fine. But that first book was great, and that's just how I'll remember him. That book, I think it was one of our other friends. Was it Josh, I think, mm-hmm. mentioned this? That book should probably be one of like the classic literatures we study yeah. in, in school it, nowadays. Because, yeah, it's one thing to read all the classics like Shakespeare and stuff, but... Yeah. Let's read something that's also entertaining and interesting yeah. and a completely different genre than everything else that you normally read. Yeah, and technically it was it was very good. I love um I love magic that feels like science and he had an awesome magic system. Um and I also like the way it was told, which was in first person, but because he was reliving the account. So some people don't like first person stories because they're like, Who are you talking to? Whereas he, he was actually talking to somebody. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um okay. Hmm. I have a few more questions for you guys. Um, I don't know. For some reason, uh, our god of comedy wants to know how old we are, but also at the same time, they feel like we've been being kind of sketchy and skirting the answer. So let's just rapid fire answer, starting with me. Um, I'm 112. Aaron? I'm 23. Okay. I'm 67, but I've been in the spaceship a lot of this time, so time dilation is a little weird. Yeah, yeah. That okay. Sense. Is that also why you're kind of stretched out like spaghetti, too? Yeah, yeah. I okay. got a little too close to a black hole one day. Yeah, you got to watch out for the event horizons. Oh, yeah. Joey? Uh, I just turned 29, and Nolan is my younger brother. He's 12. Okay. You weren't going to tell people that. <laughs> and Greg, you? I actually was uh, born right before this podcast created <laughs> just for this podcast. Right. So there you guys have it. We're not being sketchy about it at all. We'll circle back to the egg. Yeah. 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 Um, Just for this. I was doing the math and I think it's actually close enough. If Aaron is 23, I think that's close enough. That's when Jurassic Park came out. I oh, that's think, amazing. Because I think it was 99. Nope, 94. Actually, it's, yeah, it's yeah, older 94. than that. Yeah, yeah but it's fine. It. Whatever. So there there you have it. That's how old we are. You don't need to keep asking us. Like, there you go. <laughs> hey, um, Aaron, I'm actually really curious to know your answer to this one. Um, they want to know how you and I met. And if I had any red flags when we started dating, and don't Ooh. worry, you won't get in any trouble at all for Cap. being completely honest. Wait, they want to know That's a how, trap. Wait, <laughs> how we met, and if you had red flags. Like, did I have any red flags? It's a weird thing to ask I me know. what your red flags were. I know. I refuse to answer. I'm going to eat the horrible, like the, what is it, uh, spill it or, f- what is it? No. Fill your guts or fill spill your, your guts. Fill your guts or spill your guts. I'll answer the first. We met at my work. It sounds very salacious, but I promise it wasn't that much. It was only mildly salacious. Um, <laughs> uh, and as to red flags, I will let Rachel answer that question. Um, you know, let's see. Um, well, we talked about the me burning buildings down, but I didn't burn down the, the office that we worked at, so that was fine. Until we moved out. <laughs> that was just a... Sp- anyway, um, and then... Uh, we talked about how you never go in the trunk of my car and you've been really good about that. You haven't done it, right? Just well, there's just junk in your trunk. <laughs> I like that, but you told me I can't go in the trunk. Yeah, and then, um, um, and then there's that one thing that I did down in like Juarez, but that was fine, right? Yeah. But um, those no. are, are those red flags? No, <laughs> red. I think those are just like I, beige flags. I think like, you're supposed to answer your red flags for me or your own red flag, my um, red flags for you. Oh, no, they want to know what my red flags were. So oh. I think, I think in short, I had, I had none. So okay. yeah. Okay. Great. Um, I don't know what they would have thought you would have said. Like, that's weird. <laughs> I'm a perfectly uh, reasonable person. Joey, how do you manage to keep up with divine intervention rules while playing? <laughs> that's a good question. I don't. Uh, <laughs> as they come in, I organize them into a document, and then I just do my best. There are also times when, like, you're just, like, running your fingers through your hair and, like, palming your forehead, like, hang on, hang on, guys. I just, wait a minute. And then we have to pause for yeah, a few it's seconds. Yeah, like, oh, okay, wait. I, I think I have a role for that. So if I ever forget your role, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but I, I have them all saved. Also, for those of you who are like, why don't you guys do this completely live? That's a very good answer right there. <laughs> yeah. There would be about an hour of dead space of Joey going, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Hold on. And and the rest of it is just talking over each other for <laughs> yeah. to fill yeah. that silence. Or silence of us doing math. Right. Yeah. No, uh, the answer <laughs> is actually, Joey, you're extremely organized and you do a great job. I, I am extremely organized. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Uh, you would also catch all the bitter fighting and infighting that happens oh, in yeah. between takes. Mostly live. between me and Joey. <laughs> awful. There's like almost like it almost comes to blows like almost every episode. Yeah, I think Mo's anger was based on our relationship. <laughs> it did yeah. feel like that. Yeah. 
Okay, guys, I'm going to combine these last three questions and you can just answer whichever one you want. So don't be like me and space out because here come three questions that you oh, can geez. answer. Um, <laughs> do you have any other characters ready on the back burner, like a like a bench warmer character since Joey <laughs> keeps trying to kill you off? Um, <laughs> is that specifically in the point. questions? Uh, yes, That's it literally is. Um, if you who, listen who to... Who asked that? Uh, I, no one. Um <laughs> Zach, I promise I won't tell him it was you. Um, <laughs> um, if you listen to any other D&D podcast, which is your favorite? And which has been your favorite episode so far of this? I want to take the of first. Of this podcast. Oh, so, sorry. Yeah. I didn't let you finish. I want to take the first question. So, no, I have not prepared a backup character. And I'll tell you why. Why? It's like having a backup parachute. You have a backup parachute. You're just not going to pack the first one as well as you might. Otherwise. So I feel like, you know, I'm going to play this wow. character as if I only got one life to live. Aaron, that was nice. brilliant. Although wow. Finian probably has multiple lives. <laughs> probably does. Yeah. Sarek, you want to answer any of those? You know, three? I'll, I'll do the same. I'll do the same question, except I'm going to say the opposite. I do actually have a character in mind because I like to play with different parts of my personality yeah. or just different like ideas I've come across. And D and D is like the great forum for that. You get to take a, take an idea and take it to the extreme and then just run with it. And it also helps when we get into the dibs arguments over. I want to be a wizard. No, I want to be a wizard or whatever. <laughs> yeah. If That's you fair. have that character in the in the uh, barrel, you're just able to just fire right away. Nobody Beautiful. ever argues. I want to be monk. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, next campaign. <laughs> Oh, I'll fight you for it. <laughs> <laughs> for I want to play the monk. <laughs> Let's all be monks. Yeah. I'll be a barbarian. You say that like I wouldn't be the happiest guy in the world. <laughs> yeah, <that's fair. laughs> uh, I, I have a long list of backup characters because I'm kind of the forever DM, so there yeah. are a lot of ideas of characters no. I want to play. But that's okay. I, uh, I will happily DM campaign too. As a tear rolls down his yeah. cheek. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, do you listen to D and D podcasts? Uh, so I used to listen to a lot of Critical Role. Yeah. I guess they're not a podcast, but they're in that same vein. Mm. Um, I haven't in a while, uh, but I used to listen to a bunch of them. Mm. And what, what was the third question? Favorite uh, episode? Yeah, of this podcast. So far. Oh God, that's uh, hard. That's, that's really hard. hard I, this entire past arc has been so much fun for me. Just. Yeah. I love harassing Greg with all the twists and just watching him <laughs> try and figure out how yeah. to play JR. Uh, that has been a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I definitely have backup characters, and spoiler alert, half of them legitimately are monks. It's my favorite class. <laughs> Only I love half. it. <laughs> yeah, there's a few weird ones I want to try. Um, <laughs> you know, not monks, a which is really monk? weird. No, 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 a no. There's fighter. a few weird classes I want to try. Not monk related, so it's weird to me. Uh, the middle question was, do I listen to... So I used to listen to Dungeons & Daddies, but I actually... The way I see it is, if I want to produce content, I feel like I... I don't want to consume other people's content because I don't want to accidentally take exactly. from them. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, so, I, I don't read other urban fantasy books yeah, when I'm writing. because I just... Even if it's on accident, I don't want to do that to yep. someone. So I've Joke. kind of stopped altogether. Totally. Uh, and then lastly, my favorite episode. Okay, honestly, I think my favorite was when we had everything going on in the monastery. I mean, we had... It was just so much happening. Each character got a highlighted moment, which was awesome. And there was like a bajillion monks. So thumbs up. There. <laughs> also, Sensei is just such a lovely oh, guy. He's so funny. Dude, he's so fun to listen to. You can't tell yeah. me he's not. Yeah. That one's up there for me. Yeah. yeah. I, I can answer. Uh, so, probably my favorite episode, just from a characterization standpoint, was when we first met Dead beat dick that was awesome oh yeah mm -hmm. that was that's at a really cool tone i almost the, fell the out whole, of my chair it kind of set a tone for the whole like uh, story arc frankly <laughs> it's yeah. great like how 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 much of a bunch of buffoons were in that whole yeah. arc as it was and then you have dead beat dick kind mm -hmm. of like making these silly jokes and then um and then the other one the, the the moment that stands out maybe it's not the episode is when we're in the running battle and you're going to have to help me with the details Oh, here. that was a great episode. With when we were dragon. running with the parallel team. Yes. Yeah. With the Gathering Storm, I guess. Is that who? They were the seven. They were the seven, yeah. Uh, the original Val seven. Valora thought that she had found the correct seven. seven. Yeah. And, and we're in a running battle yep. with them. And we're running up the, through this city, like trashing it on the way through. <laughs> 
And then we escape through our little portal, only to you know come face to face with Palace. That was a great dragon fighting the orc. Great dragon. Great that episode. was hilarious. Yeah. The cook. Oh, oh yeah. 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 so funny. Yeah. He was like, sorry, guys, I just need to, you know, like vent sometimes. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for being here. Just beating the piss out of Mo. <laughs> so Which one of our patrons did that, Joey? Uh, was whose it, character was, was it, that? I think was it was Zach. I think yes. it was Zach, too. It was so funny. So funny. Good job, Zach. So, yeah, I have tons of backup characters because my characters always die <laughs> or leave because Joey always tempts them with evil. Uh-huh. Hey, wait. Wait, wait, wait time Did you hear that? Did you hear that? You, he but, said yeah. that you tempt him with evil and he takes it. Yeah. Evil confirmed. <laughs> <He's> evil. <laughs> no, I more likely die from another character. Hey, don't. <clears throat> don't. Uh, <laughs> no, we do not have enough time for that kind of therapy, guys. <laughs> I do listen to other podcasts. I like Dungeons and Daddies, so I can steal from them. <laughs> <laughs> I steal from them and put them in this episode without you guys knowing. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, but... Uh, Interesting thing about that is we have had weeks where we dropped an episode and they dropped an episode and we had the exact same joke. Oh, what? no, really? So there was, really? Um, there was uh, we made the Annette joke. Annette joke? Yeah. Oh, someone yeah. had a net and there was like, someone said, ah, they called that a net. I think Rachel <laughs> made Dungeon that joke. Daddy's episode that was released oh, the next day. Oh, yeah, I think day, that was me. Someone was holding a net and they're like, ah, it's a net. Huh. That, huh. That's like crazy. We've also had another thing I can't remember off the top of the head that was like very similar to the same week. Oh, how weird. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, because you guys never I don't then, listen to any podcast. Favorite episode would be Halloween. Oh, that was a great one. Favorite the stuff that happened, the best one to edit. Yeah. Uh, just all around, I think. God, when you get episode. 40 episodes deep, you forget. There's like so many There's so many good moments, moments and episodes. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was a great one too. Creepy. I forgot my own questions, so <laughs> uh, backup characters. Oh, I I'm I really want to be a, a bard, and specifically, I want to do a vicious mockery bard, and I want to just come up with a list of like two hundred outrageous insults. Is that an insider scoop we just heard? I is think that, that your is. Plan for I think too? I think unless uh, there's something even more alluring than uh-huh. that. But I mean, what could be more alluring than being able to use like my creative juices to have like an entire to notepad of like <laughs> until you realize how much damage it does later on. It's okay. <laughs> you could always play a monk. <laughs> we could just be all monks. That would make Nolan very happy. Five monks walking to a bar. an interesting campaign. Like is your, your monastery. Next... Your yeah. Yeah. Is your next monk going to talk the same way that Mo does and, and Mango does? Or... I don't know. because the, So the problem is when I do voices, I get super self-conscious. Yeah, so I just true. default to talking fast. <laughs> like a really serious. I did that once. Like a Bruce Lee, you know, like oh um, type monk, like a we'll badass a, fighter, but just cool. like super We'll get a helium machine for you. And yeah. then you can, oh you can talk like Kit. You can be like, hey guys, <laughs> hey, what's going on? <laughs> May the blood rain down on you. <laughs> right. like, say hello to my fist number one and <laughs> number two. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, guys. Well, Excuse me. You had two more questions. What? Okay. Now, I don't listen to episode. I said you could answer one. You don't have to answer all I think of them. you and I are the only two that answered one at this yeah, point. Yeah. I, I don't listen to any other D&D podcast because that would probably imply that I know how to play D&D and I don't. <laughs> and I have no freaking idea what my favorite episode is because they all blur together after a while and I just love all of them because they're great. Do you have a moment from an episode that really stands out for you? Listen, hear you. you. <laughs> <laughs> or does that all blur together too? So like you just... You know, mix them all together. I mean, as you guys know, I'm shit-faced drunk constantly, <laughs> and I have trouble forming memories, so no, no. But that's a tough question. There it are is a hard so question. many moments that I absolutely, absolutely love, yep. and it's hard to even rank them. It mm-hmm. is, and like different moments stick out for different yeah. reasons, right? Um, so I don't know. I love all the, I love rolling chaos though. And that is something that I have missed immensely. And I'm really looking forward to maybe, possibly, potentially getting back into that. Anyway. I'll round out the last two <laughs> questions that yeah. there were. Yeah, go for uh, it. No, I don't listen to any other D&D podcasts. Um, for some reason, I, I'm very particular about the podcast and it doesn't have to be like, it's not that it's good or it's bad. Um, so it's just very difficult for me to get into a new podcast. That's Plus, fair. not wanting to steal stuff. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I have to check myself all the time oh, to not make I, references to all sorts mm-hmm. of things. Yeah, I subconsciously took one and Greg caught it, thank God. Um, there was one episode... I don't remember. I referenced Charleston Chew or something, and it was completely on accident. Yeah, and that was like right. a focal point. 
in the Dungeons and Daddies. Oh podcast. yeah, that was really early on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> and then the last one, uh, what was my favorite episode? I think of the main campaign, uh, it was definitely the Halloween because that was the most like character quick building we did. Oh yeah, that one and it was, was so good. It was kind of that moment for me that it, the the it really turned and it really became okay. This is this is becoming much more intuitive now to actually voice act, but. I still think the Dingus and Friends was uh, possibly the most fun I've ever had. That was, that was, that was so much fun. fun. That was like that was great. Call um, him by his name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think we said if we hit fifty patrons, 50, we would yeah. do a part two of yeah. Dergus and Friends. So, oh, yeah. Do we know what we're at right now? Twenty-seven as of recording. Ooh, all right, so we have a bit of a goal. All right. Sensei says, "Get out there and recruit kids." Yeah. <laughs> I also like the Halloween because I was evil looking at Nolan. <laughs> okay, everyone, that's all she wrote. <laughs> As I lose my voice at the very end. Um, hey, if I didn't ask your question or if you thought of a new question for a later short rest, pop it in the Discord for now. It is time for us to record the first episode of our fifth Woo. arc. Woo! And I, for one, can't wait to see what insanity awaits us. So wish us luck. Thanks for joining me, guys. Guys, seriously, tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Bye, Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Moments. <laughs> what the hell? What? Don't worry about it. Stop recording, Joey. <laughs>